0: Coming to you from that galaxy far, far away. This is the Star Warriors podcast, and this is Chris.
1: And this is Rocco.
0: And we're back again with another installment of Marvel Comics, and we're in another month of War of the Bounty Hunters.
1: That we are. um, If I'm correct, today we'll be talking about the August collection. The August books were very
0: exciting, honestly, I think. Uh, yes. A lot of very, very Vader centric, which I, you know, both of us are big fans of that book.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of Vader, just like being Vader and just being very Vader-y, if you will. Vader-esque. If I Vader-esque, I mean. yes. I, he's yeah. very Vader-esque. Good.
0: I mean, that's that's what we're kind of worried about. It's like, how does the Dark Lord of the Sith fit into this this huge crossover? And I think that they, they've they really kind of brought him in, in a in a very strong way and this, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that uh, after High Republic. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about some news from the hollow net. Charles Soule has announced the follow-up to War of the Bounty Hunters, the second chapter in the, uh, I guess, the Kira story. So uh, as much as we want to like, try to not, you know, get away from spoilers, they're there. So we know Kira at least survives War of the Bounty Hunters.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm, I've always like from solo, like she, what I loved about solo the movie is that she started off as just Hans love interest. And as a big time fan of star Wars, who cares? Princess Leia, bro. You know, like, you know who he ends up with. So you're just like, whatever, why would you use such an amazing actress and Amelia Clark to be this throwaway character and then they take her and make her something so awesome. And then at the end of that film, you just, I just want to know everything about Kira right That right there, you know, and here we are.
0: Exactly. And what I'm afraid of though, is because we all, we all want solo too, or we want maybe something on like Disney plus to tell what happens after, because you know, when Darth Maul shows up at the end of, solo it's it's this big shocker and i really felt that those star wars stories movies did a great job with canon and tying into not just movies but everything that came before with like what filoni did and what stories he told and and more so that that's what was kind of sad for me when they were like oh solo didn't make any money we're not going to keep doing this but here we are like you said uh where Charles Soule and, and and the writers group here have taken this this character and now thrown her
1: into uh, the Civil War uh, period that we know so well between Empire and Jedi. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I don't want to get too far into this because we have a lot to go over today. Sure but one of my favorite things about Solo was the amount of text messages I got <laughs> from friends that have never seen Clone Wars and wanted an explanation of the end of Solo. I just, I just got all these text messages. Like why was Darth, like Darth Maul was killed in episode one. Wait, when does this movie take place? Like how much older is Han than, you know, than Anakin and Luke? This doesn't even make any sense. Like, no, 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 no. It's in the right place, but you got to watch Clone Wars. (laughs) You know, I don't know what else to tell you. Go do your homework. Exactly. Like if you had watched the, you know, if you had watched the show, you'd know what's going on here. And that's what I loved about that movie. But anyway, I digress.
0: It's all right because the more of this stuff that comes out gets people interested in doing more than just watching the movie. Please, it's it's good for all of us. So absolutely. Uh, so look forward to that. This will be coming out, uh, written by Charles Soule with art by Stephen Cummings. Uh, it's a five-part series, and it'll be hitting stands in December. So that's Crimson Rain. Crimson Rain. Uh, Not because rain. rain. <laughs> not rain like sprinkle rain rain no like like purple rain no like crimson oh wait now we're getting confused because i'm using colors but
1: no yes rain
0: of rain of the crimson (laughs) yes exactly exactly (laughs) to be used that way exactly um anyways let's uh let's jump into our first comic of the night let's let's get high republic out of the way because it's kind of the outlier right now Mm -hmm. neither one of us are reading actually what's going on in the uh in the books yeah so this is new territory for me also for you uh so let's get into it because we're still in the whole story arc called heart of the drangir uh chapter three the root of terror it's written by kevin scott art by ario anandito inks by mark morales colors by analija leone and letters by ariana meher uh so we've we basically have gotten to the point where the Jedi and the Huts have teamed up and we one of my favorite parts like in the beginning of this comic is that splash page and it's like Jedi and Hutts all lined up the battle of the Drangir uh so this is this is interesting because by the end of this comic uh it really gets to the point of a major event that's that happens in the Rising Storm uh, which is also written by Kevin Scott uh so Spoilers abound. You and I know what happens at the end of this comic, uh, but a lot of
1: people who have read the books also know, and I've heard it's amazing. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I thought it was a great issue. You know, I've had some issues with uh, High Republic just gaining my care about the characters. Um, but again, that'll come in time and more exposure. I mean, the comic's gorgeous, the artwork, mm-hmm. but we've come... Right now, with all the Star Wars books, the art has been good. I mean, but these High Republic books, the art is wow. And the use of color, I think, is fantastic. Now, what I liked here is at the end, the Jedi showed why they're different from the Huts, And I think that that was really important to really show where they were they had a common goal with the Drengir and destroying them or at least pushing them back. And when they found the, I guess the leader, the great progenitor of, mm-hmm. of the Drengeer, they had captured it and the Huts wanted it dead. And the Jedi were like, that ain't, that's like, not what we're about. Like we've captured it and now we'll protect it now that it's, captured with us and again that that showed the difference even though they were teamed up you know this is where the Jedi this is where they're at you know what I mean and I liked seeing like to me if they would have had the Jedi with the huts kill this thing then you're not showing us like the Jedi like I, I do, you, do you understand what I mean like they're, they're giving oh, absolutely fundamentals of what the Jedi are
0: yeah it was, it was kind of interesting because they they actually related to the Sith as well because they talked about how the Sith had to put them down, or had to put them away and maybe for ulterior reasons or whatnot, but they all faced the same challenge mm-hmm. and nobody had killed the drain up to this point. And of course, I mean, Jedi are, are, life. And so everything you said makes complete sense. And it was, it was kind of interesting enough to see the Huts team up with Jedi, you know, to begin with, uh, but you know, common goals and whatnot. Um, another thing i thought was interesting was how they can control their animals the gear, so they were controlling like the local arthropods or whatever yeah and just sticking them on on the, the jedi and the uh and the huts that was a really neat thing
1: absolutely i mean the battle scenes you know in this in this arc have all been great um you know riding on the backs of horse. i mean i'm yeah, sorry right. but there's nothing cooler than that like you could be Jedi cool, but you're not lightsaber wielding. Uh, you know, riding a rancor next to a hut, riding a rancor, like that's just cool. That's just super cool. So again, that imagery uh, was gorgeous.
0: Absolutely, that's funny. It just that takes me back to even like the EU. One of the earlier books was the Courtship of Princess Leia, oh, which God. introduced the Dathomir Night Witches for yep. the very first time ever, yep. riding Rancors. and that was always, and that was in what it was in the Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. uh, and and other great things. So that that concept is always, I think, a really neat thing for Star Wars fans to see. Um, I mean, that beast is awesome since Jabba's Java, palace.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to get tangential, but I'm just gonna say this: I would really love a comic series on the Witches of Dathomir, um, mm. all of it. I want, I want to know all about the Witches of Dathomir, and I love their incorporation in um, the newest Jedi game with Cameron Monaghan, um, and I love them in Clone Wars, and I just I want a comic series all about them. I, I think that people would like it. I
0: think that's another sect of the Force outside of the Jedi and the Sith that that exists you know and so the more we see that the more that you can really start to open that up for other storytelling so and that's what we want you know i'd love to see the force do different things and just Sith all the time
1: exactly and what these folks are using the force for they're all using the force but they're using it in different ways and i really think that it's great because it really shows us like it's a mirror in how we look at religion I think in this country, it's all, it's just used in different ways. And I think that's neat, but anyway, high Republic, it was a good one. It was a good um, issue. It's getting better. I think
0: classic star Wars line was, was spoken. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one uh, because master Chris had been captured. Uh, so, but what we learn is of course, master Chris is, has the Jedi mind or the the network that she can do amongst all the jedi and, and have them all be one hive mind which is the same thing the great progenitor does so exactly that, right so i thought that was a really neat parallel that they dropped in this comic and that she was over able to overtake it uh with the help of the jedi and trenis showed up and everything um
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just i were this is what we're leading to. I don't wanna mention what happens at the end of this comic, honestly, because it is heavy spoilers for anybody that has not read the books. Uh, but this right here is the end of the story arc, basically, that we've been reading for the last few months. Uh, we know that the events that just happened, that happened in The Rising Storm, uh they are going to lead our heroes on a different path uh moving forward. Not to mention also we have another book coming out in a month, another yeah. High Republic comic starts. So it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of uh, ties together. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's let's get into the meat, the meat of this, uh, as the uh Drangir say, the meat of this show. Um uh, War of the Bounty Hunters three. <laughs> uh it's this Issue was called "The Crimson Blade," uh, written by Charles Soule, illustrated by Luke Ross and David Messina, colors by Naraj Manan and Guru EFX, and then letters by Travis Lanham. So we had uh, the last time we left this whole arc. Vader basically Vader had arrived on the Vermillion. Mm-hmm. He had crashed the party. Jabba had bid the highest. He bid a million dollars to for Soda when he was about to walk out with. His prize, you know, is is he was deserved because he's he has him in Jedi. So at this point, how, what happens? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um. So what I liked about this at the beginning was when Jabba confronts Vader, mm-hmm. and we see our uh, when Vader says, "Who, who is this thing?" <laughs> when yeah. BoKu is there. Yeah, it's funny because we know he's working with BoKu the Hut, you know, on the side, mm-hmm. but. Yep. What of funny because Java looks at like they use a panel for him to actually look at him and use that that kind of humor Yeah, scene with the ab the abbed hut
1: <laughs> uh, yes which is always seeing Baku always disturbs me because of a hut with abs I don't know why that's necessary but here we are um it's so all motivation I love I don't know what Type and and i'm sorry for the younger listeners i don't know what type of genitalia java has but it's got to be huge to just to speak to vader the way he does he's not afraid of him yeah i have a question though does that mean boku's is small because of the steroids he takes It might be. It might be. We know that that's a side effect of steroids, but we don't know if that's a side effect of space steroids. Um, But what I love the exchange with Jabba and Vader. And what I love is, is that Jabba and Anakin have crossed paths before. So I, I always wonder, you know, with the amount of intelligence Jabba has and the spies he has everywhere, if he knows he's talking to Anakin and sometimes I wonder, and I think that this was really cool, because that's what I was thinking when I was reading it. That's a that's a really good
0: point. Uh who wins his pod race, you know, and the 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 Bunta Eve or whatever it was called. The Bunta Eve, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Eve, right. Yeah. So I mean, that's the the very wise Java, very many years around this galaxy from the prequel time up to now. So mm-hmm. that would make a lot of sense if he put one and two together, which honestly isn't that hard if you think about it um a lot of people do do that they do realize who Anakin when yeah. Anakin does become Darth Vader so it it would be interesting if uh he he says something about it at some point but but it seems like Vader actually has him by his his t- testicles you know
1: yes so yes absolutely and i I think and and please you know shut me up here but <laughs> my favorite was the exchange between Vader and Kira um, during their lightsaber fight. And I don't know if she's got lightsabers or if those are just like vibro. I don't know what they look like. The things the Magna guards had, um, Mm -hmm. but done like swords instead of like staffs and um, she can connect them and use them as a double-sided lightsaber and like vader's not stupid anakin had fought darth maul and we know that maul trained kira we just know that and of course i believe vader was like and your terrorist kazi will not save you like her, he he called out her fighting style yeah um, and you do your master credit that line i want to ask you a question
0: do you i when he said the Kasi thing, it was okay, fine. We knew that from Solo, but even like, as I was reading it before he mentioned that, do you think that he, that he could recognize if Maul taught her because of
1: what the emperor had taught Maul and him, the fighting styles of his own master? I mean, I, I think so. Yes. Cause I think that it, I think that the part of Vader that is Anakin is the brilliant strategist. Yeah. And I think Anna, Anakin. Anakin one of his strengths was always knowing his enemy because he was never too far off that enemy. And, and I think that he, I don't think he specifically, I mean, I think he, he may have had an inkling that Maul. I mean, if we go to rebels, we know that Vader knew Maul was alive. Yes. You know, we know that. Um, and, and Anakin had fought Maul. Before, so again, it's just it. it, It's really cool to see Kira. I don't know. Would you call her Maul's apprentice? I
0: don't know, protege more, more or less, because she's not really a force sensitive. I guess yeah, I would say protege more because it would be more in like the business sense, right? And then he can fight. He can teach her fighting styles and whatnot, but he's not teaching her the ways of the force or anything.
1: I mean, no, no, cause she's yes. Yeah, so sword swords wise, that makes sense. That, that absolutely makes sense. And she was able to hold Vader at bay, but the difference between Vader and Maul is that Vader is brutal. Vader is truly, truly brutal.
0: It, actually remember it's in another issue when Luke is talking, it's in star Wars, when Luke mentions that it was like a storm. When he was fighting Vader on on Bespin, it was like a like he was fighting a storm. It's actually he we're going to talk about this issue exactly, and yeah. that's exactly that's kind of the way I've always pictured Vader because every time he comes in, it's a it's it's a force to be reckoned with. It's 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 a storm.
1: Um, yeah, and I mean even with Kira's training from Maul, he was able to dispatch her with. I mean, not she could hold him at bay but she wasn't going to yeah. beat him she was no. not that wasn't going to happen
0: well he and, says it himself he's like you don't and you don't have the force so
1: exactly and then he's like what what's my favorite line hang on i'm going to pull it out of here oh after he like takes her he like takes her out says enough to everyone blows <laughs> everyone back with the force and then he goes will anyone else tell me what i cannot do and it's just like okay like like dude just it's darth Darth vader you've already lost yeah
0: it's there's i just when he was like slicing up people and just like outright murdering people at the party it's just he he was i'm i'm top dog and i can he could destroy everybody there if he wanted to period with the force alone but he has his other ulterior motives and so let's let's talk about that actually a little bit because behind the scenes we have the rebels we have uh lando leia and Chewie and they've they've met up with Bubba fett you know ran into him the last issue yes. they're all they're kind of watching what's happening in the party and they can't so Chewie and Bubba fett get in a fight no blasters can be fought so they're Pistacuts. fighting hand to hand yeah and then he sets Chewbacca on fire,
1: which was freaking crazy too. And he showed I, him the that braids. that was one of my favorite things. When he, yes. he showed him the braids, holy shit. You know, he told him, you know what these are. Maybe they're your uncles or your aunties, he says. Yeah. <laughs> he's yes. Such, he's such a jerk. But. And I'm hearing Tamira Morrison's voice while I'm reading <laughs> that. Yeah, maybe this auntie or your uncle. Like, I can't do his voice well, but you get what I'm saying. Here's the thing, though. We realize all of a sudden
0: that he's not this vindictive person. He's not this evil bad guy. He says, I'm just trying to make a living. Like, he doesn't want to just make a deal. He can't go against his bounty code because then he would not be able to be in the bounty syndicate or the bounty hunter syndicate or whatever.
1: The, the guild, yes. Right. Now- because they
0: offer him the money for, for Han Solo. Here, take the money. No, I can't do that. It's against my code. That that right there really, I think, establishes Boba Fett as not this this mercenary. Like, he's a mercenary, he but is. not this evil guy that we
1: no, want to believe he was when we were kids. You're 100% correct. And I think that it helps show the way he's honoring his father. He not only loved his father, but he respected his father so much. He had so much he not really only respected him, his relationship with his father was holy on a certain level with him. And the best way he can honor his father is by being an honorable man. They do a dishonorable job. I mean, they're a assa- he's an assassin and a bounty hunter period. That's what he is. That's what his father was, but his father lived by a certain code. He, there was you know, he wasn't going to kill any kids. He wasn't, you know, th- there was going to be certain shit that he doesn't, do and Boba Fett was able to to carry that on but not only that but they're educated and they are smart hunters they're the Django and Boba and it was really shown in this in one of my favorite panels is when Boba squared up Vader's helmet in his scope to snipe him and there was a memory of Empire Strikes Back when Han is shooting at Vader and Vader just stops the blaster bolts And he just, you know, what did he say? Crick, I think, or something. He, hang on, I have it here. Oh, blast it. Like he puts his rifle down and is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attempt this because Vader will stop it and then he'll kill all of us. Right.
0: Why? Why? It's bad business. Why mess with Darth Vader? It's one of the best bounties he probably ever had in the last
1: few years was to get on solo in Bespin. Exactly. So it, it lends to me, it lends to Boba Fett's Not only his brutality, which we saw in the Mandalorian, but his intelligence as a hunter. And like you said, code of honor, because we kind of are like,
0: oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to help you and Grogu because I said I was going to. Yes. Uh, That, that honestly, when, when he, when they gave us that bubble of kind of, kind of spun me out a little bit because we don't, we didn't know. We don't really know who Boba Fett was.
1: No, We could we, assume we maybe
0: a little bit from Django, you know, but we haven't had that much exposure. And he was always, like I said, he was the bad guy when we were the kids.
1: Exactly. And he still is the bad guy. Yes. He just, he has an understanding that I think his father taught him and impressed upon him was in this galaxy. The most valuable thing that anyone has is their word. And if you never, ever go back on that, you will always be trusted. And we saw that in previous issues with him and Jabba and establishing that Boba Fett is a man, whether it's on the bad side or the good side, that has always kept his word 100%. And he's doing it again. And he did it in the Mandalorian. So love him or hate him. That's what we're getting.
0: I agree fully. Uh, One last thing. Little funny joke because we're talking about Solo, but Lando uses his cape to put out the fire on Chewbacca. He's like, Oh, it's my favorite cape. Yeah, I just that's funny to me because, yeah, in the movie, Kira's trying the capes, Lando loves his capes. Like they didn't make that big of a deal about it until that movie with Donald Glover and such a well played, you know, character that way. Mm -hmm. And what a nice throwback to that, just to kind of give the future Lando the same, the same attitude about his capes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I love the fact too. There is nothing better than reading two comic series right now, both featuring um, Billy D. Williams, uh, Batman '89, where we're finally seeing his Two Face, and now Lando Calrissian in, in this. In this, I lo- this is if I was to be born in any time period, now is the perfect time. I'm getting a lot of comic book Billy D. Williams. Huh. I mean. I think we were
0: born in the right time because now we're actually appreciating it even more. So pass it on to your children, please. I plan on it. Good, good. End of the issue, Vader stops what he's doing because he senses that Skywalker has arrived. So finally, after his, you know, he was just hanging out with his friends, Starlight, you know, Starlight Squadron, last Mm -hmm. issue, not worrying about his other friends here, but uh, he's here now and we're going to talk about it in Star Wars number 16, called Missing in Action. Uh, it's written by Charles Soule, art by Ramon Rosanos, uh, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, so this this picks up. We know that uh, Luke has arrived on Jakara by the end of the last issue mm-hmm. uh, of War of the Bounty Hunters. He's on his way, and he's having these serious thoughts about the Cloud City battle. And when they drew it, they drew it with the yellow lightsaber. And mm-hmm. it was morning when I was reading that. I was like, oh, what did they do? They messed this up. And then I, of course, learned how intelligent they really are. And drawing Luke's fears that he's seeing him now fighting Vader. <laughs> so I thought that was great. I thought that yeah. he, I mean, the bigot, what, is, what are we taught? The road to the dark side begins with fear always is it yes fear the fear is the beginning
1: yeah um and throughout this issue fear leads to greed greed leads to anger anger leads to hatred hatred leads to suffering suffering (laughs) i um i thought
0: this was a really well um arc not not arc i'm sorry structured issue yes in that regard because by the end of it when leia is like oh we need you he's like i'm sorry i'm not ready to face him
1: (laughs) yes yes our hero our hero luke skywalker Uh, yeah and i think too that so first of all i do like the way we're we're getting a new story but we're also getting the background of what happened in the issue that we just talked about so Mm -hmm. in in this, we're getting War of the Bounty Hunters happening in the background. So we've got Vader and Kira are fighting each other, and this is all happening at the same time. Luke arrives at the Vermilion, and the Empire is ready to intercept him, and he decides to get them to fire on some of the other, vehicle, the other uh, ships from other gangs, and those gangs end up helping Luke, not because they want to help Luke, but because they're being fired upon. And let's be honest, the Executor, at the end of the day, kills everyone because that's what it does and then yeah just like you said you know Vader gets a private comms channel like a private channel to Luke which was I think was great that was neat Is Vader you know just being like I'm Darth Vader so I'm going to be super Vader-y I'm going to be very Vader-esque as we said (laughs) a mess of your mind and he pretty much threatens to he's like I'm just going to cut Han in half so you know, do what you got to do, but Han is going to be in two pieces. See, my that's buddy Qui-Gon, or my buddy Obi-Wan taught me that.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> let me teach you something about
0: killing Sith Lords. Um, <laughs> you know, every time it was, but the, the when he would say something to him, and then all of a sudden Luke would like imagine himself cut in half in the Bespin tubes, like the battle had gone differently. Yes. And just the the amount of fear that Vader was able to Actually, project with the force. Probably, I'm going to say that um, to Luke to make him turn away from his friends. Who Luke would run straight in the danger, like he did in Bespin. That is he making is he making the right choice or the wrong choice here? You know, because Obi Wan and Yoda both warned him not to leave. Yep, to go and run off. So now is he being like he's he's more or less understanding the fear that he's sensing. And controlling it better. Do we see him under control here? I, I, I want to look at kind of in that aspect as well.
1: I mean, I think that Vader is pushing him towards fear, being the first step of the dark side. Mm-hmm. I think he wants. I think he wants Luke to embrace the dark side because I personally think that Vader. I think after reading a lot of Darth Vader comics, and I don't even just mean this run. I mean the previous two runs that we got is that he is trying to push Luke into the dark side, knowing that Vader in the dark side and Luke in the dark side together can overthrow the Emperor. I think that that is flat out what Vader wants. What better than my son, my bloodline, who I know shares my power, the two of us against the Emperor, there's no way the Emperor can win. The way I'm going to do that, though, is I'm going to push Luke to the dark side and I'm going to tell the Emperor that I'm doing this to get him on the side of the Emperor, when really I'm going to fuck the Emperor over. Excuse my French. Um, but with that being said, now, you know, now we've got Luke being too afraid to face him and, and it just kept reminding me of how are they going to play that conversation in return of the Jedi when he's talking to the ghost of Obi-Wan after Yoda dies. And he said, I can't face him. I can't. He's telling, he's saying this to Obi-Wan. So, like, are we seeing the beginnings of that conversation or does he end up facing him and then tells Obi-Wan, you know, I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. Think about it this way. We know from Shadows the Empire and the way they did it before that Luke
0: joined up with his friends and that they had this whole thing and they had this adventure to go against Shizor, save Leia and so forth. And Luke was very involved in that. I don't think Luke's going to show up again. I think he's going to go and he's going to go to Tatooine and he's going to go to Obi-Wan's hut and he's going to do some more studying of the forest and build that green lightsaber at this point. I, I think he's going to remove himself from the situation completely.
1: Honestly. And I think that that would lend credence to his last Jedi character as well. Um, the fear. I, like yeah, run away, Yeah. Uh, and why I- not? Yeah, I think that, and I think that would be very well done. I like that. I like that a lot. So yes, if you're listening you to just,
0: us, go go go. Char-
1: no, Charles Soul, <laughs> if you're listening to us, this is what this is it. I know you're a huge big time listener, so this is what you got to do.
0: Yeah, we were talking about it last week. It was it was great. Turned him on to it totally. But you just said the last guy, and I think that's a really really interesting throwback. Because I didn't think about that um, in terms of loops, fear, and never never coming to terms with being fully trained i saw this meme the other day it was like you all want to act like ahsoka is is luke's minor when she's truly like Luke's superior in so many ways right yes yes and so does does
1: luke ever finish his training can we see this please it's up up for interpretation that's absolutely up for interpretation because i don't think he's
0: trained i mean they're all like oh you're going to be a Jedi when you face Vader and, you know, and return the Jedi, it's like, I know I'm a Jedi. I'm sorry, but everybody else had to go through a bunch of training and trials and stuff like that. You exactly you flew your X-Wing around and, and we just learned you, you ran away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. And not only that, so going along with that, did Luke ever complete his training? Did Luke mm. ever, you know, if, if we go, if we look at the, the Republic, um, and we reference you know, episode one Qui Gon tells the council that he believed that Obi Wan was ready for the trials. The trials are what a, a Padawan apprentice takes, and when they complete the trial successfully, they are a Jedi Knight and then goes from there, right? Well, in episode one, Qui Gon said, I have full confidence that Obi Wan can take the trials. Obi Wan never took the trials. Because there are two ways you can become a Jedi Knight. It's either the trials or vanquishing a Sith. And Obi-Wan killed Darth Maul, which gave him the stat. Which He vanquished Darth Maul. He vanquished a Sith. So he became a Jedi Knight. A full-fledged Jedi Knight never took the trials. So now Luke, right? He actually never vanquished. He, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so was he a real Jedi Knight? I know I wrote that paper about it uh that's on the d website um but I, you know it one of the most get- read articles ever on d yes thank you but i i just like you know i think there will be full, that question forever did he truly finish his training and you bring that up that's a good question yeah
0: i i don't think he vanquished vader vader came to
1: and vanquished <laughs> the ultimate Sith lord you know what I mean? So, but no, it's just, I don't know. It's something to always think about with Luke. And then here in this sure. comic, his fear is taking over. But I mean, can you blame him?
0: No. I mean, how many Jedi are left? You're, you just trained with a little Muppet. Your mentor got killed by Darth Vader, the, who ends up being your father. I mean, this kid's, this kid's got a rough path. I mean, he was just moisture farming on Tatooine. And then this old guy came and took him off planet. he was thrust into this galactic civil war. I mean, he's got to have some like effects from that. Right. I imagine psychological damage. He needs therapy. He does. He does. Um, And so I'm going to go look up a good therapist on our commercial break. And
1: then we'll be back with more star warriors. Sounds good. Hey there, star warriors. Make sure that when you're not listening to us, you're checking out Ridley's gaming realm on Facebook. That's Ridley's Gaming Realm. And what's awesome about them is that in their entire time for buying, selling, and trading games, there have been no scams ever reported on their page. So if you're looking for that game that's hard to find, if you're looking to sell off your collection, make sure you're checking out Ridley's Gaming Realm. That's a Facebook group right there on Facebook. You all know how to use it. Ridley's Gaming Realm.
0: DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed,
1: Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats. A DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. This is Star Warriors, and we are back. This is Rocco and this is chris and we are uh chris correct me if i'm wrong we're going to be going into darth vader number 15 is that correct
0: we are it's called the assassin's choice uh it's written by greg peck art by rafael yanko colors by jason keith and letters by joe what is it rocco caramania
1: caramania
0: caramania all right so this is this is an interesting uh outside of the main events uh comic this is ochi's um i guess the way he can prove himself to vader Uh, this which is interesting to me this is really like vader's test for ochi uh and i liked what what i like about it is we know that ochi's an assassin he's a sneaky guy but vader's like no no no. you serve me now you walk in the front door (laughs) yes (laughs) um and so he's like oh okay and he so he does and he walks into this place and he's looking for answers um about crimson dawn and um i i just thought it was it was just such an interesting it was an interesting issue because every time they kind of step back out of the main story we're we're touching on um these side characters mm-hmm. these side characters that are definitely oh she's interesting because we know him from the sequels uh but Kind of I'm gonna talk we're gonna talk about Forlon and Zucks in a little bit and kind of like filler stuff. Uh this was appropriate filler, I thought, only because we've been loving the Vader comic a lot. Yes,
1: yes. And I like that they're fleshing out Ochi so we actually care that he killed Ray's parents. Um, and I think that they're trying to bring more importance to that in the way the film didn't. And I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. And I, I like that. Um, What I really like is Ochi, you know, when he's surrounded and he shows off his little beacon with the Imperial symbol that shows that like, he's like, well, I work for Vader, so you can't touch me. And they laugh at him. And, and then we find out it's Crimson Dawn trying to recruit Ochi and we find out baku or boku is on both sides yeah exactly so here we have a hut working
0: for crimson dawn double agent working against jabba the hut and it's brought up many times it's like you don't want to cross jabba the hut and they it's just it's it's interesting because like i mentioned the funny scene uh where vader pretends not to recognize him yet he's working with him because Boku fired a laser on him, remember that, and he snaps with a force. So it's just I. There's a lot of intrigue here, yeah. Uh, and this, something like this, I would have loved to see as a movie. I. It's just it's Charles Soul and the way he writes. Uh, it's just in the way he's he ties into the canon that we know so well. Yet he's mm-hmm. creating the story that we buy. Because yes. it's really hard to sell Star Wars fans on what was it a year? Yeah, a year's time when we've had something like Shadows of the Empire when we we're growing up and other stories. So, I yeah, what a what an interesting way to kind of tackle this whole thing. But I went off tangent.
1: No, no, I mean off on a tangent. Sorry, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I do like too that like Vader pretty much told uh Boku like you're gonna be a little bitch, mm-hmm. and you're gonna appear super weak to Java. So then you can strike from the shadows. And I like the way he used that same logic against Ochi at the end of the book. Um, and and Vader came and, you know, he's like, okay, so you knew all of this already. And this was a test and, you know, Vader's like, he's like, obviously you see that I work for you. Obviously you see that I'm, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, so you can, you know, strike from the shadows, like a coward, And he's like, I'll just keep, I'm only working for you because you're the most powerful dude there is. So as long as you're the most powerful dude there is, I'm going to be right here next to you. And Vader's just like, always, I will always be that guy. And then they lay waste to all those Crimson Dawn
0: operatives or agents or whatever they are. It was, that was a really neat, like, I liked how well drawn that was. It was just like Vader and OG back to back, which was an interesting thing because you don't see them as equals at all no but vader did come back he didn't he tested ochi's you know loyalty to him and vader repays loyalty with with great reward i would say
1: Uh, yeah absolutely when when he was like no i'm not gonna join you because crimson dawn offered ochi to join them and i think what we're learning is how crimson dawn is getting themselves into different levels of things you know like they have boku who's also working for vader and they're they're on these different like infiltration of different levels of the underworld and i think that that's very neat it makes a lot of sense for the next
0: uh, next event being called crimson rain that they've laid this groundwork for so long probably we don't know you know with Maul disappearing during rebels and kira taking over probably at that point after mall went mad so what a what a neat thing that we can still go back and tell more stories and and learn from so hopefully we get amelia clark in a in a tv show because a crimson dawn like a rise of crimson dawn type show i'd watch that
1: oh yeah i would watch that amelia clark is a fantastic actress and I would love to see more of her in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. Let's, um, we're,
0: we're talking about Ochi, who is, you know, working with Vader kind of uh, as, as his, uh, his lackey. Uh, but let's jump over to the other book who was working with Darth Vader, uh, Dr. Afra, who's having a full breakdown at this point because Darth Vader's here. Um, but it's called uh, Dr. Afra 13. It's called Guest of Honor. Written by Alyssa Wong, penned uh, pencils by Minkyu Jung, inks by Victor Olizaba, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letters by Joe Carmanya. So, like I said, after freaking out. We see a flashback of how she had tricked Vader, uh, not revealing where the rebels were on Hoth, instead taking him to another ice planet. And leaving him to die, and taking his wonderful two droids that I love so much. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, Santa, Santa grabs her, and they make a run for it. And the funny thing is that Afra wants to stay on this ship. That they they've gotten these the the blueprints, the Vermilion. Everybody's distracted. Mm-hmm. Afra was freaking out a second ago, but you know her her normal self kicked in
1: yeah and they i think that we saw a near love uh session there between the two of them which you know i'm not against um whatever it added to the story but it was just funny how it turned out not to be that way um it it lended to the it lended a little bit of humor um and then you know they decide uh, yes just i want to say that that sonic it's recognize her tell
0: which is normally something that you know if you're really if you observe somebody in that sense how you just mentioned that's how you can really tell
1: oh yeah absolutely but at the end of the day Afra is an opportunist I think that would be the best way to describe her and she's even though she's terrified she's like well wait a second Vader is here he and Kira are you know Count of Monte Cristo up in here so (laughs) like everyone's distracted we're gonna go and steal a lot of stuff and they just go and with the with the with the attempt to steal a lot of stuff exactly so remember the splicing was it the
0: splicing necklace or yes. with all the splicing codes in it yeah so they go after that black sun operative and you had just mentioned how crimson dawn seems to have their fingers in everything their their web of shadows, so yep. they find a black sun operative, that female that had taken the necklace has a has the tattoo of the crimson Dawn on her yep. um that's 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 pretty pretty much a real commitment there, right? You like tattoo it
1: on you. I mean, what if your other black sun people were like, Hey, what is that? Uh, I don't know <laughs> well, yeah, that's that is kind of that is kind of odd, but. <laughs> I do like the fact that they they kind of pull that tattoo in because again that's another thing that started in Solo is that Amelia Clark's Kira was had that tattoo and it was referenced in the film that that meant that her commitments were elsewhere which is kind of what was explained to Han why they couldn't be together according to her. So uh, where's Boku's? Is it like in between his abs? Where is it? Like, maybe is he hiding it somewhere. Is Jabba it? has a tattoo on his arm. I don't know like what tattoo where But maybe it's under one of his abs. One of his Probably weird taint abs.
0: Where you can't see it.
1: I don't know if he has a taint. You're right. I, and I don't even one, want to think about it. I wonder how I think huts like reproduced by um what's it called? Uh like a little one comes off of it. Like it like like pod people? <laughs> yeah, almost. Like it just I mean, like comes off of his body. I don't like know. Like gremlins? Yeah, almost. Like gremlins. Just It just comes out. You know, you got what's his son's name? Stinky from the Stinky. Clone Wars movie. I, I never understood like the autonomy of that. Thank you for informing me about that. It's, you're welcome.
0: I'm disgusted.
1: You're very, <laughs> very welcome. But, but as per usual. Okay, so I have to say this. If you're listening to this show, you're a nerd. And that's yes. okay, because so are we. But the thing that attacks Afra and Sana was that not out of one of Skyrim's dwarven. Uh, you played Skyrim, right? I
0: have, but I don't not a lot. I'll admit.
1: If you go, into... you mean the,
0: that giant
1: droid? Yes, the giant golden droid that looked like one of the giant golden robots in any of the dwarven um ruins if you're playing skyrim you go into the dwarven ruins and those steam powered golden robots that are a pain in the ass to kill um I, that's what i thought when i saw that i was like oh she's in a dwarven ruin hey any of these artists
0: could be huge skyrim fans and just hey i'm gonna do that you know it's i'm gonna make it look just like that i love those dwarven protectors what are they robots
1: yeah there's some type of robot i don't know Dwarfs has called. robots when the remaster comes out when the remaster comes out in ps5 you know because they just continue to release that game i'm gonna buy it because i have a problem but yeah that's what i got that's what i got when i saw those panels excellent i'm that's that's a good throwback and if anybody out there agrees
0: with Rocco, please please write us uh we'd love to we'd love to hear from you
1: Yes, use carrier pigeon use Skyrim nerds. <laughs> mm. Carrier, pigeons, carrier exactly. pigeon.
0: <laughs> um, so they they take the necklace, they realize that she has this tattoo. All right, that's great. Um, lucky and arioli. What
1: are what? what's what's his uh, name? Ari Ari. Are- I say
0: Ariola. Uh, Ariola. <laughs> They're fighting Gallen, their old trainer. Guess what? He's also Crimson Dawn. It's yeah. crazy right
1: and guess what that's oh. a storyline i just don't care about and i don't know why oh. it's there
0: but the funny thing is they get captured Afri and sonic get captured i think they're all gonna get in the same jail and that's that's what we've been leading up to for these these four
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's how it ends they're knocked out they wake up and they're in like you know a weird cell um it kind of yeah, reminds death- me death stick is back yeah that's right um th- this that weird assassin death stick um Spoiler. you know though that uh that the jail cells look like the jail cells from uh jedi knight jedi academy remember that one um that one mission you go on and you get captured pretty much instantly like that's the point and you, you don't have your lightsaber. You just have the Force, and you have to, like, figure out a way out of the jail cell. And you got to figure out a way to get your lightsaber back. And then you wreak havoc on the place once you have your lightsaber back. But that's what I got out of this. So if you've played that game for the original Xbox, which has now been remastered for PlayStation, um, that's what I felt when I saw that. Have you played that game? I, I have a long, long time ago. But my... My my brain
0: is like the gears are turning because this is the second video game reference you've gotten out of this
1: issue. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, maybe whoever. somebody's a gamer. Somebody's yeah, a gamer. They had to have been. I can't see
0: it any other way. Um, but that's that's. I think those four they're about to meet up, and that's how that's why their storylines important to this. So they're going to have like a four man hit squad running through the Vermilion i don't know i don't know i just um i want to to get back to like going after artifacts where are those two droids are they done are they dead are they with the with that other wookie what's going on with them
1: yeah i mean why is he
0: not part of this
1: (laughs) yeah i really think that they should have they they should have never and if you're listening to me disney lucasfilm Afra should never have been part of this whole thing she should have gone hand in hand with high republic we should be getting a high republic story and then uh, a parallel story in the future with afra finding these artifacts so we get the same story and they complete each other i'm a genius i know thank you if you can't hear that chris is sarcastically clapping at my genius
0: no that was that was (laughs) <laughs> that was real from the heart. <laughs> True. Excuse me. All right, let's let's get into the final issue. Um, again, I have to apologize. Um, uh, I don't think I did at the beginning of the issue, did I? Yes, I did. Maybe I did, but I'm a moron because um apparently we missed Bounty Hunters number 14 last month. Instead, we talked about it bounty hunters 15. It came out on August 4th. We did our show after that, so yeah whatever i'm a little upset i didn't get to learn about Dengar's wife i'm gonna go back and read it because i uh i didn't do that yet but uh we apologize if you want to hear about bonnie hunters 15 go back to last month's issue <laughs> mm-hmm. episode but uh we're gonna talk about four Lam and zuckus number one zuckus must die yes uh yes uh... let me let me do the officials before we go into this yeah please please this is written by Daniel Jose Older, uh, who's been doing a lot of stuff with the High Republic. Art by Kai Zama. Uh, colors by Felipe Sobriero. And letters by Ariana Maher. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I mean,
0: do we need it? This. I just wanted to know where Four Loms head went. And we've learned at least where it went. Uh, yeah, I've been asking every episode since it got thrown in the mode of Javas Palace.
1: You have poor Fourlam. We have. We got. But now we got
0: to feel bad for Zuckus in this issue.
1: Yeah, we Gross. got a we got a guy that wants revenge on Zuckus for something or other, and then he gets his brother. Head. Yeah, that's killed it. my brother. And then yeah, and then he makes a giant mecha Fourlam with forelom's yeah. head. And then... I only want to see something like that in a video game. Even if. I don't even know if I want to see it in a video game. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why this had occurred. It didn't progress the story. It didn't get, you know, and then at the end, we just l- learn how lonely Zuckus is. Like, You know, I used to like Zuckus a
0: lot. And then last issue, I saw his face.
1: Oh, that, that was...
0: Now. Right? That took me Way out of it, and now he's just crying through his whole up uh, this whole issue about his buddy, and not and not being a good bounty hunter. I thought he like I thought the Gand were like this superior tracking race.
1: Yeah, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, too many death sticks. That I don't I don't know. I just like okay. So the next one in this series is Bausch, and like. I want to understand that because of what we know of Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. Now, Forlam and Zuckus, I feel like there could have been so many other ways they could have done this. Um, there could have been, I, I, we got this backstory that we don't really care about. We got this enemy that we don't really care about. We got Mecha Forlom, like a, like a Forlom Gundam that no one cares about and then we get like i'm sorry like i I think drawing i think artistry i think this was this was definitely a beautiful this was beautifully drawn the artwork was fantastic i have no qualms there the story i said at the beginning do do we need it no
0: why i don't i would never have bought this if i wasn't collecting all of these issues yeah like it is what it is but it's just it's it's not a it's not a uh it's not helping the storyline at all honestly it Mm -hmm. is not reinforcing these characters as when we see in the executor on on display as these badasses of the of the galaxies and mysterious characters and then it's revealed that it's just weird it just was a weird issue and i didn't like it
1: yeah, there was nothing necessary about it. Like, you know, there are certain things that maybe aren't necessary, but you didn't realize that you wanted it till you see it and you're like, "Wow. This wasn't it."
0: Yeah, but they they did kind of shoehorn in Deva Lumpop again from the last standalone issue, which was interesting cuz that was an actual good issue. Um yes. and but then <laughs> I don't know i don't want to keep crying about it so
1: no i mean I, I, I guess it's not really crying and it's more no, like i'm crying yeah there's tears on my face yeah i know I, just, I don't know i don't know
0: anymore but you're right i'm hoping that the uh the bush one is good i what is the there's that one and there's one more in october right i'll tell you give me
1: one second i got the list i got the list here
0: because in shadows the empire we we learned that they get that suit from another bounty hunter ig88 it's ig88 yes that was that was an awesome one um and so that storyline is kind of what we've learned growing up and
1: so what will happen this time probably something similar (laughs) (laughs) well yeah um i i mean i don't know i i'm more to me i want to see where bausch boosh bausch baba ganoush whatever um, i think it's the last one is there it? you go oh fuck i just dropped a bunch of stuff sorry anyway um show is over yeah right Jeez. uh you're all right um <laughs> i want but ba- i want boosh boosh bausch i want to see that because i want to see where the disguise changes hands. We have an explanation as to where Lando's disguise came from. Solo gave us that it was on the millennium Falcon already. He had a disguise with all of his capes. Um, and that's fine. Now we're going to see Leia's disguise and that needs to be addressed in that issue.
0: And it will be, I'm sure because it better. Cause it's like $4. And if it's like this, I'll be really upset yeah when i it come out soon i mean we are in september now right it's yeah. probably the next uh next couple of weeks what is it in the order which uh what number is it it's the last one in the order oh i, I don't know the if thing that, that means anything about release time it does it does be- it does match up in the reading order but not for release
1: yes correct correct
0: well tune in next time uh for the bush mystery to be solved and we will know who was underneath that outfit before princess leia puts it on i remember when my dad came up behind me when i was watching return of the jedi once and he was like that's a woman you can tell by the way she walks <laughs> oh yeah dad i know
1: that's like but that's good that's good are you batman right Well, I went to Empire Strikes Back in 97 when they were re-released in theaters. I went to Empire Strikes Back and I went with my dad. And there's that scene where Leia kisses Luke and my dad (laughs) just yells in the the theater. That's your sister! (laughs) And I'm like, Dad. And he's like, this movie came out in 1980 nobody really you all know this and i'm like stop speaking <laughs> stop spe- just stop speaking that was you guys jesus right?
0: ruined my I whole know. time
1: i know uh, i know no
0: i wasn't actually in that theater <laughs> truth be told we were in the front row and i had a neck ache afterwards because that's the last place you want to sit in a the theater oh Especially for him but
1: that wampa was like in your face Oh yeah, love that Wampa. Love that Wampa. But Chris, always always a good time talking comics yeah, man. with you.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah. Th- every month we do this uh this awesome comic show. So uh guys come back next month for the next installment of War of the Bounty Hunters because we're doing this through October, and as we just learned, Crimson Rain will be starting in December. So we'll be uh jumping on that. And I hope I hope that actually ties into some of the issues as well. Not a full crossover, but it would be nice to see uh, just, you know, some shared storytelling again. I, I really like what's going on here with what Charles Stolls is doing. Uh, and I think that it's just, it's, it's more than I really expected it to be at this point, regardless of some of the, the off issues that we've, we've mentioned. But overall, it's been a pretty stellar uh, event.
1: Absolutely. And I, I'm for, in terms of Crimson Rain. right now we're getting the after effects of The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm really hoping that Crimson Rain is going to interweave with Return of the Jedi. And I really want, I feel like this lead up is going to change Jabba's Palace scene forever. And that is what I'm waiting for. I think Crimson Dawn had something directly to do with the Jabba Palace scene. And I want to see that enhanced. I want to see already what is a masterful classic scene enhanced by this comic that's what i'm looking for i think i know I already know what you're talking about when
0: i was a kid the you know when size noodles and the max we band, they're there it's
1: not, <laughs> yeah
0: right it's just um no it's no you're before that before jedi rock you're welcome jedi rock i think is because of this what yeah it changed the whole time scale
1: oh okay yeah yep. yeah and adding yazm mm-hmm. and, and full cgi yep
0: and those weak way uh yeah the drummers, drummers. yeah yep. it's amazing the if if you're uh if you're a special edition person of course uh, i know some of you out there will probably burn us at the stakes but it's
1: okay it's okay love your star wars
0: we love our star wars but exactly anyways rocco what do you want to plug
1: um, I would like to plug a few things. Um, number one, I would like to plug my show. Um, we have been giving you trash for almost the past five years. And, and that is in the form of the critical mass podcast. And we are available, uh, any, anywhere you find D entertainment, you can find us. Um, so check us out. That's the critical mass podcast. If you have no respect for yourself, listen to that show. Um, next is on the ninth, we have the star warriors podcast live. I will be hosting that show and we will be discussing the bad batch. I, yeah, right there on your shirt. Absolutely. I, I'm see that shirt. I changed the rotation. So I'm wearing it on Thursday. Now I have um, two.
0: I'll be wearing the other on Thursday.
1: There you go. I like it. Um, but we'll be discussing the bad batch. Um, so check us out. That is on the ninth. I can't
0: wait. Be there, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're on the West Coast like me, I think it's like 6-ish. I don't know, man. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, check out also, Rocco and I do a show called Listen Up Casuals. Uh, we just did an uh, episode about The Suicide Squad. We talk about uh, comic book movies or TV shows and how they relate to the comics, what we loved about them, and what we didn't like about them. So, it's just a fun talk. We have an upcoming episode about the Joker, and we'll be doing a crossover episode with Gutsy Media Podcast.
1: That's right. That'll be uh, recorded on the 14th. I'm um, not sure when the release is going to be yet. I'm actually uh, leaving on vacation that week. Um, shortly I got after. this. It'll got be that, that week. I got all it. All no right. Worries. That episode will be titled Why So Serious, and we will be going through all of the Jokers that you know and love. Can't wait for that.
0: Also check out Holly Talk with my friend Casey and I. We've been doing the show since 2015. Get your dose edge of the geekly news. Uh, We talk pop culture, current events, and whatnot. So check it out. Uh, New episode coming out this week. Uh, But great time, Rocco. Always Always. talking Star Wars comics uh, in the galaxy far, far away that we love so much. It really just adds to the whole experience. We always say this. I always try to get people who i have not really kind of touched on this kind of you know side of canon to do so uh don't just stick to the movies and the shows or just the movies even i mean there's so much in these books that tie everything together like the the rug and the big lebowski you know and (laughs) really tied the room together that's right and just make the galaxy that much more rich so um that's it buddy anything you want to say before we uh jump off this ship (laughs) support your local comic shop And everybody out there listening, may the Force be with me.